Welcome, everyone, to our Every Other Thursday podcast, where we cover the wide world of food service and hospitality. Our hosts cover both the relevant news of the moment and we invite key industry experts in for conversations that are informative, enlightening, and entertaining. Every Other Thursday is an approximately 40 to 50 minute conversation presented bi weekly by Tabletop Journal. Now, here's your host of Every Other Thursday, Dave Turner. Hi, everybody, and I want to welcome you, everybody, back to our Every Other Thursday podcast. By the way, this is episode number 38 of Every Other Thursday, and it's being recorded and published on the week of May 20th, 2021. I'm Dave, and I'm your host here at Every Other Thursday. And usually we have both my colleagues, Jay Alley and Greg Kiris, with us, but today it's just Jay and I, Tanya. Greg is on assignment in the great southwestern part of the United States, and we're looking forward to a full report when he returns. Jay, how are you doing today? Very, very well. Thank you. You're traveling too, though. You're kind of on assignment right now, aren't you? I am. I am. And it's very painful. Is it a secret? Is it a top secret assignment that you go? Are you? No, no. Top secret here down in Boca Raton, Florida, just looking out at the ocean. I'm not supposed to talk sweet. about it. <laughs> sweet, sweet. But you've got, you've just attended a great event in St. Augustine, and that's what I want to talk about to you today about. And then, and then I want to, in our second segment, I want to get into what's going on in the glassware sector of the food service business, where, where it all's going and all that, because this is really a great time. A couple of times before you've been on assignment today, Greg's on assignment. So we're really going to focus on Jay and the glassware uh, and what you, what you've been up to. But before we get into all that, I want to get the business part of this out of the way. As always, this week's episode of Every Other Thursday is brought to you by Tabletop Journal. Tabletop Journal is where we celebrate the products, the people, and the places all in the world of hospitality tabletop. Jay, guess what? What? We're about ready to celebrate the 10th anniversary of Tabletop Journal. It's going to be an exciting affair. The mayor, I think, of Baltimore's coming. I think it's going to be a you know a couple of thousand people attending. Uh, no, we're going to say we are celebrating the 10th anniversary of, of Tabletop Journal. Congratulations! Yeah, that's pretty amazing. It, it seems like we just started it the other day, but we have some ideas on uh, where it might go from here, and we're looking at sort of tearing it up and starting all over again because 10 years is a long time in the digital world. It's a lifetime, actually, but but so be it. Anyway, I want to hear about St. Augustine and tell the people a little bit about what the event was, first of all. Yeah, it was, this, it was the St. Augustine Wine and Food Festival, and a gal named Jan Gorley who produces the Savannah unit and then a couple of cocktail uh, events as well, ran it. And she does, a, she does a terrific job. It was a little bit smaller. I mean, it was held at the, uh, in the Renaissance area of the, in, where the Gulf uh, World Hall of Fame is. So it was a beautiful day. The wind wasn't blowing too bad, so the glasses didn't get blown all over the place. So our display held up. But yeah, it was, it was a it was a really again, like I say, for a little bit of a smaller event. Like down in Charleston, we had fifteen. I think it was close to twelve or fifteen thousand people that attended. Not every one of them came by uh, the pavilions that had the suppliers in it. But that was a that's a big event. So this one, I think, it came in somewhere around three thousand folks had, had purchased tickets, and I. By the looks of the way it went, I think they were all there. They had some great music and stuff. Really, really good food. It was fun to see people interacting with everybody. Almost nobody wearing a mask, which, but being careful, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, so we were there with our stuff on display because we're the official sponsor of the uh, of the event. Took care of all of the glassware for them and uh, logoed it and all that good stuff. 
So for us, it was it was it was unique. Yeah, you know, uh, we just got back from a quick trip to New England. And again, just like you just described it in Florida, while there weren't as many masks as you would have expected, or at least of what I expected, but everybody was pretty careful, though, I have to say. And, no, uh, you, know, yeah. you know, not not a lot of hugging yet. Yet. I think that'll come. But, you know, everybody's still pretty cautious, I think. But I think events more and more are uh, becoming mask-free. I've seen a lot of retailers lately that have said, you know, Walmart, Costco, people like that have said masks no longer required if you're vaccinated. I don't know how they tell if you're vaccinated or not, but uh, it's an honor system, I guess. Yeah, 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 just Sandy and I both are. And so, you know, we, I'm going to start carrying my card. The only thing is the card that they give you is a little bit oversized. So if you laminate it, it doesn't seem to fit too well in a wallet. But yeah, things things are changing. But but everybody was happy. And, you know, from a uh, selfish side, being Stolzel glassware, we... It was kind of a real uh, exciting situation because the most asked question of me from people who were walking by and looking at the product and stuff was, who are you folks? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so we, we had to explain all of that. And a lot of people wanted to place orders right there for their homes and stuff, which, of course, I couldn't do. So I had to fire, fire them off to a different area. But that, that's going to change. You know, all that will change in the future where we'll be able to take care of those folks. But the thing that was so exciting is it was, you know, I don't know if St. Augustine's a wealthy area or not. There were a couple of hotel people that came by and saw the stuff, had never seen it before, and that was good. But the you know uh, the people were amazed at the quality of, of our products and for the list prices that we have on them. You know, of course, they, they seem to always want to compare us to Relo because that's the, the big dog in the corral and retail in, in the wine glass end of it. But it was it was really positive, and there was a lot of smiles, a lot of great questions, and uh, uh, we made some really really good connections from it. So. All in all, it was it was great. And those kinds of events, do you get any sense of what types of wines these people drink on a normal basis? Do you get a sense of is it reds, whites, is it rosés in the summer? Uh, um, yeah. Does, I, it, does it go run the gamut? What? what yeah. Well, what they, a lot of people would ask me, they'd say, "Well, what would you recommend?" And, and you know, I would give them a quick explanation of if you want to have more than one glass, or or do you want to try to stay with one glass that you use for all kinds of varietals and it was amazing it was a lot of most most of the people said yeah you know it'd be really easier if we could just use one so we would just say hey look if you're going to use an all-purpose glass for red and whites you really don't want to buy anything smaller than 17 or 18 19 ounces and so th those kind of questions uh, but not, not so much you know they, we didn't really get into other than red and white and maybe a rosé talked a little bit about champagne that was interesting nice. yeah because people were asking about that and i said well do you know you know, you know what's happening in that world. And they go, well, not really, I, you know, because I, I feel we don't drink enough champagne in, in America. You know, so when we pointed out that so much of the good champagnes are being drunk out of Pinot Burgundy glasses, they were kind of shocked about that. So, sure. Is it actual champagne or is it Prosecco? Well, I was talking about champagnes, but I think, I think you know, Sandy and I, and we do, we, we drink Prosecco, all of it, out of just the yeah. big glasses. I, I love the term just bubbles because what you drink whatever you want, but it's just bubbles. Uh, yeah, and, yeah. And, but there's nothing better than a great glass of champagne. I agree. They were curious, and you know, because we all know Madeline Trafon's a friend of the program and all of that stuff. And you know, we were talking about about that it's a sparkling wine, and it's not much different. I mean, it, it does open up, it aerates a little bit more, and guys like me that got a big nose can actually get it inside of a peanut braiding glass, so that helps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, but I, I don't know. I just get the feeling that people are 
probably starting to drink more champagne. I mean, I don't know if you see that on your side of the table, but yeah. we did a story on Tabletop Journal not long ago, probably six months ago. Or so, and, and champagne sales, real champagne from France, have have increased, and but so has Prosecco. Prosecco has just gone through the roof, and I think it's that approachability that people like the the celebratory idea, but they also like the taste of it. Yeah. Plus, it's very affordable. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, I've seen some Prosecco yeah. bottles for twenty bucks, but yeah. When I'm talking about Prosecco, it's it's in Germany, it's sacked. And, uh, and and so on in Cava in Spain, but whatever it is, you know, in, in champagne and sparkling wine coming out of California or wherever, right. there's a great sparkler coming out of, believe it or not, New Mexico, I believe it is, and that's uh, Gruet. Wow. Uh, it's about a, about a fifteen or eighteen dollar bottle, and it's on a lot of uh, restaurant wine lists, and, and and people say sparkling wine out of New Mexico, yeah. That's where it is. So it's great. But I, I agree with you. The, the right glass makes all the difference when it comes to bubbles. Yeah, one of one of the subjects that we talked about, and I went over to visit the people because they were actually were, were interested in, in some glassware for, for, to use on a corporate level. But there was a big booth from, uh, I don't know how to be lying if I told you, I can remember where they were from in Mexico, but they had the distribution people from America, but it was a, a tequila company. And the same the topic of conversation came around and I told him, I said, well, you know, I don't drink much tequila because when I was in the military, you know, we drank that awful stuff. But we started to talk about tequila and the way it's viewed in, in the world of high-end tequilas in Mexico, whatever, wherever. And it's like a fine wine. And I had a couple tastings uh, a few years ago and it changes in the glass kind of like wine does too. And I tested some of their stuff. It was actually really, really great. So I don't know. I think the tequila thing, I guess it's doing well. And rum as well. There was a rum gentleman there, and uh, we talked a little bit about that. That and He's he's a mixologist, and he teaches all around the country and stuff like that. So I don't know. I guess rum is, is doing well too. There's so many different types of rums, and I've tried to explore some of my own, uh, but there's so many different types. And uh, there's definitely still this trend, which is which started long before COVID, the trend of premiumization, drinking less but drinking better, I think continues. And that's true of rums. There's a lot of great rums out there, and you can spend a lot more money than you think, both with tequila and rums, any of that. And and I think your company has a glass that works pretty well with all of those, doesn't it? The Glencairn glass. Yeah, we have several. Well, Glencairn, you got the rum tasting glass. You got, I mean, a lot of uh, some of the tequila that I've seen drink drank out of the uh, the international tasting glass. You know, a little nine ounce yep. wine glass. A little Copeda one, yeah. Pretty pretty cool. Cool. All right. Well, listen. So Saint Augustine was a hit food and wine festival of Saint Augustine. Is that the name of the uh, the event? Yeah. Yeah. Wine and food. Okay. Correct. Yep. A lot of people, a lot of smiles, a lot of faces, uh, a lot of happy people, and a lot of people enjoying themselves over great food and great beverage. We love it. Let's take a break right now, Jay, and let's come back and talk a little food service glassware sector, if you don't mind. No, nope, you got it. All right, man. We'll be right back with more of the maestro Jay Alley, the glass maestro uh, of the universe, in just a minute. This episode of Every Other Thursday is brought to you by TabletopJournal.com. For more than nine years now, Tabletop Journal has been covering the food service and hospitality industry, all the while raising the awareness of just how important Tabletop is to the overall guest dining experience. If you haven't signed up for Tabletop Journal's bi-monthly newsletter, it's simple and easy, and it's free. Simply go to TabletopJournalNewsletter.com. Now, back to our podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Every Other Thursday. Today, it's just me and my buddy, Jay Alley. We're going at it. Greg Curious is in the southwestern part of the United States on assignment, probably in an undercover 
situation or we can't talk about it, huh? No, I think I actually think he's in Arizona today and we're going to get a full report when he gets back. I love it when Greg goes on assignments like that because he always comes back and has lots to tell us and lots to inform. He's a very curious guy and I love his curiosity. Yeah, he's a smart guy too. Yeah. But speaking of curiosity, I'm curious, Jay, what the heck is going on in the glassware segment right now in food service in America? Is it, is it going someplace? Is it moving? Well, it's great. Right now it's going straight up. I think what's happened is, is number one, I think we talked about this before. I mean, of, of the kind of restaurants that buy our product or buy a steel light product or a Rocco Bormioli product or a Luigi or, you know, a Schatz Weasel, Spiegel, all, all a little bit, you know, all up, upper scale products. Those places that I don't, you know, I'm sure some of them are no longer around, but I don't think we took the hit with closings like we thought we were going to do because that's just a guess. But that being said, what, what I think nobody really expected to the degree it's at is that people coming back into operation needed so much replenishment. I'm assuming the glass, obviously, because of breakage and things like that, you're replacing a lot more glass than you are plates or flatware. But but it's been actually extraordinary. I think with our partner, Rack, we've had one of the, a couple of months that I believe are biggest months in the company's history. And I think they've, they've done a lot better job of selling the dinnerware and that combined with the rocketing sales of the glassware because of reorders, it's been, it's been amazing. So the, the thing that's interesting about that is, is that I, I don't know how much of it is new openings or trade outs and stuff like that. And then what I'm curious of is how long will this surge go before what's around is kind of fulfilled. Everybody's up and running and then not, you know, kind of normal reorders if there's even such a thing start to come into play. So that's one of the questions. But right now it's all hands on deck where we're, we just, you know, I heard in the last couple of days doing a, a better job of getting the logistical container issue, which everybody's suffering from fixed better than it was. I don't think it'll ever be fixed for a little bit longer, but so we're trying to get shipped back to the United States as, as much as we can. And basically they, they need stuff that, that they're taking as much as we can ship them. So it's all good from that respect. I just, like I say, I, I'm wondering how long it'll last before the pipeline starts to get, you know, full, and then you're just dealing with new openings and smaller reorders. So, well, not to give too much of a commercial to your company, but I will say this: it it has to be a big plus for both you and for Rack, frankly, to be the actual factories rather than buying it and you know from some other producer or whatever. Uh, so, so you at least can control that aspect of it, and you can manufacture to the markets and and so on. I suspect, but again, uh, we talked a little bit about it in the in segment one. Uh, are you seeing any trends that you know of, or is it too early in the come back. Are you seeing any trends in, you know, you mentioned the, the all-purpose glass versus... I, I, th I think that that's here to stay, I think, but I think the thing that we spoke so much about in, in prior episodes about the craft cocktail business and drinking sure. bourbons and vodkas and flavor, I think the flavor of vodka craze is, is continuing to grow. I mean, I don't particularly care for that stuff, but anyway, yeah, I, I, I just think that the, the craft cocktail thing is really here to stay. We're getting ready to introduce some new cut products uh, around the world that are getting it. Yeah, I was just going to bring that up. I, I saw someplace on your website recently that uh, you guys have, uh, I've always known you've had great barware, but now you're getting known for that. There was an award from, uh, I think, Tableware International Magazine and it had some cuts in it. Yeah. Nice yep. looking glass. Yeah, two patterns and uh, I think a pretty pretty good assortment. I mean, the thing that's interesting is in the barware, it seems the same old thing as between three and five sizes that do all the volume, and we've got all the correct sizes, so we're okay there. I'm, I think that's how those lines will grow is still, 
think they're going to add items. I, I'm not sure. The retail, on the retail side, the uh, Mark Rowland side of it, I think he's introducing four pieces or five pieces as the initial offer. Sure. Yeah, I think the retail thing is probably a different kettle of fish, but uh, food service, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's getting uh, a tremendous amount of uh, interest in that. And then on the retail side, we've got some of the gold banded things, and he's telling me that the stuff that he's shown to his customers, they're just saying, how fast can we get this? So. Sure, sure. A lot of, a lot of upside there. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and, and I, I really think that the idea, I know we've all been entertaining in our homes during uh, the pandemic. I think people have learned how to enjoy their homes in different ways. They've invested in the build-out, renovation. If you, if you want a carpenter of any kind now or do any renovation, you're you know, four to six month lead times. So every, people have fixed their houses up for entertaining. And I think that's going to stick around too. So I, I wonder the impact on the restaurant business overall after the initial spike, as you say, and, but we'll see, we'll see right now. It's, everybody's thrilled to have it open up. Yeah. And down here in Boca, of course, most of Florida, it's been open and, uh, you know, we can go out to, to a couple of spots that our friends are, are kind of regulars at and, I mean, other than the typical surge on a Monday and a Tuesday being a little bit lighter than the, the fathering that you get to the week, but Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sundays, I mean, these places are, you would never know there was any slowdown whatsoever. And it's the same thing. Most most places, people are walking in with a mask, and when they sit down at the table, they take it off. If you get up to use the restroom facilities and things like that, you put it back on. But these places down here are busy. I mean, it's like nothing ever happened. Now, now you were down there a couple months ago. Do you notice any difference now versus what you were, what you were experiencing? A couple months ago, yeah, just a, just just people that are going back to their northern homes because of summer coming. Other than that, oh, don't okay, know. sure, sure, the snowbirds, yeah. snowbird. Well, yeah, whether they're a resident here full time and then they just go back to their place up in Michigan or whatever. But yeah, other than yeah. that, no. Yeah. no, the weather's been great. We a couple moderate days today. It's not boiling hot. The weather's been really cool. But yeah, the people here, people here have got you know, there's a lot more smiles on faces in Florida, I think, than a lot of other places in the country. But yeah. I think the other states are getting there. But yeah, people are having a good time and they're, and they're courteous and cautious. I mean, it's, it's kind of neat, you know. But the big key to that is, I mean, I think you're right about one thing. I mean, look, this whole thing in our homes, I think that's that's never going to go away. It's probably gotten better. But the big thing is this social interaction, having fun and meeting people that you know and being able to shake their hand and all that stuff. And just sitting across from a bar and having a conversation with someone that you didn't even know. And it, we need all, we need that. We need that. On Tabletop Journal's website and all our podcasts for a long, long time, we've been talking about the connection aspect of food and beverage between people. And I think that's never been more displayed than uh, through the COVID times, through the pandemic times, and, and how much people miss that connection with others. And now that it's opening back up, I think that's one of the big reasons you see people rugging, uh, running out to eat and drink in a restaurant environment. And I think it was Nancy Cruz we had on who talked about a piece of market research that showed the two things that people wanted to do most when the pandemic ended was to hug somebody they cared about and go out to eat in a restaurant. Yeah, absolutely correct. And that's that's never going to change, I don't think. I mean, we, people need to be in, involved with other people. I mean, there's still some ruckus, because here, this is kind of a spot. A more mature community. I mean, it's not like Miami Beach and stuff, but you know, you go into a restaurant and people are smiling more. They're, they seem they're, they're courteous. You know, you know. Typically, sometimes you see people have a little bit too much, and they may, maybe get a little surly. I haven't seen any of that. And the, the wait staffs are doing a great job. I mean, I think they're they're doing better than ever, but they're also getting 
better gratuities because we know some people that have been buying a bar at the Seagate Hotel over here. It's a really nice place for a long time. And, you know, I was asking from a professional standpoint, I said, I want to know your business. But I said, how, how are things with the gratuities? And they said, you'd be amazed. And occasionally somebody get, does something really nice and leave a, you know, leave a $50 tip on a $35 bar tab. But that happens nice. more often than you realize. Yeah, it's just a way of saying thank you. From your lips to everybody's ears, let's all hope that the world gets a little nicer and a little kinder to one another as we go forward. We certainly all could use it. Listen, this has been great catching up with you, Jay, and I'm looking looking forward to having Mr. Greg come back from, he's actually in Arizona, as I said before, and I think he's going to do a full report on what he's seeing and eating and drinking down there. It's always great to hear your thoughts about the glassware sector for sure, because you are a glassware expert in the food service area, both on distribution and in the, uh, in the restaurants themselves where they use it. So uh, your words carry a lot of weight. So thank you for sharing all that. Well, thanks for letting me, let me share Yeah, a little bit of a commercial for the Stozel brand. It's a nice brand. It's a great brand. If you people don't know it, check it all out, Stozel Glassware. Uh, what's the website, Jay? The uh, website is www.stolzle hyphen USA hyphen glassware.com. Stozel hyphen USA hyphen glassware. That's what you need to know, folks. Yep. Jay, thanks for joining us again today. It's always great just one doing one-on-one with you. We'll do it again sometime, but next time around, we'll have Greggy here. We'll be putting him up against the wall and hitting him with a thousand questions on, on traveling to Arizona and all those. I think he's actually going to Vegas too. So that'll be interesting. Oh yeah. Vegas is well. my friend. I hope he's going to Vegas. Yeah. My Vegas, uh, my best friend lives there. And we were just talking before I came down here for the, for the St. Augustine wine festival. It's, it's starting to ramp up pretty much all open up there. So they're doing good too. I can't wait until it's wide open again. Yeah, I can't wait to get back to my, I'm not a gambler. I have to put my $5 in a slot machine and then go have a drink. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Just give them the money. Give the money to the bartender instead. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. Better investment. All right. Good catching up. Take care, everybody. And we'll see you all next time on Every Other Thursday. This episode of Every Other Thursday has been brought to you by TabletopJournal.com. For more than nine years, Tabletop Journal has been covering the global food service and hospitality industry all the while raising the awareness of just how important Tabletop is to the overall guest dining experience. TabletopJournal.com, where we celebrate the products, the people, and the places, all in the world of hospitality tabletop. You can learn more about Every Other Thursday by visiting our website, everyotherthursdaypodcast.com. Thanks for joining us today for this episode of Every Other Thursday.